You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H dot com. And use the code Lexi for 15% off today. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hello, hello everyone. I'm your host, Lexi Lombard, and you are tuning in to a new episode of the At Lexi podcast. And today we're going to talk about when you don't know what you want. It is one of the most stressful positions to be in, in my experience. When I know what I want, that is one of the easiest positions to be in because then I have a direction to head. I know what I want, and so the next step is figuring out how to get there. Now, when I don't know what I want, I just know that I need to do something. I'll get to what I need to do in a second. There are so many options, which is a very, very lucky and positive thing to happen. But sometimes when you have too many options, then we experience something called decision fatigue and it gets tricky. So I am currently having to deal with what to do when May 1st comes around. My lease is up and a few months ago, I had discussed with my roommate and one of my best friends, John, who I live with, who is the greatest roommate, excuse me, Drew and Claudia and Maddie, CJ and Anton and Lexi fabulous roommates as well um i currently live with one of my best friends john and he is an incredible roommate zero complaints the ideal roommate like we live together so seamlessly and it's really wonderful however i discussed with him a few months ago that i want to go back to manhattan i like brooklyn but i love manhattan and i miss it and a bunch of my friends now reside on the upper east side and i'm finding myself taking frequent hour-long subway rides just to be there and it's like if the lease is up I may as well go where the friends are and that will save me a lot of time however it might not save me a lot of money and that is what I'm learning so when the pandemic first struck in 2020 rents plummeted everyone was leaving New York City there was a mass exodus 
apartments were vacant, they could not be filled. No one wanted to be there. When a virus is spreading from person to person, the last place you want to be is in a very crowded, high-population city. So it makes sense that no one wanted to be in New York. Therefore, rent prices went down. I mean, I even know in 2021, we were able to negotiate our rent down a few hundred dollars simply because there were vacant apartments in the apartment building and the price that we were paying compared to what the neighborhood was renting places out for was a lot higher than what it needed to be. So I really was thinking once my lease is up, great, I'll get a place in Manhattan by myself. John loves Brooklyn, he can stay there. And maybe, just maybe, I can find a two bedroom. That way I can have a bedroom and an at-home office because I currently sit in the living room or in my bedroom or in the kitchen to do my work and it's fine but I would like a little bit more and I feel like I deserve a little bit more as someone who's self-employed and works from home having a space would be fabulous having a designated space for work also something that I could have a camera up at all times and not feel the need to like take down a setup that I have simply because it's like that's our living room and we're having people over so maybe let's not keep the big set set up Anyway, uh, now I'm looking at places in Manhattan and it's just like really expensive. It's all gone back up. I mean, they just recently lifted the Vax card mandate. You don't need to show your Vax card to get into places now. And people are moving back. Rent is not only back to what it was, it's higher than what it was before. So for me to get what I want in a two bedroom, it's going to cost two times what I was anticipating paying and because of that I'm simply not so sure oh numbers oh money and it's just a lot of question marks and as a lot of you know I've been visiting Los Angeles and let me give you a little lowdown on what I've been doing so last episode I was in Los Angeles I just come back from a party and I was getting ready to leave for New York City so the plan was um to go to Texas for my birthday I wanted to go to a rodeo which I will tell you all about i in this episode will absolutely give you a texas specifically the houston texas rodeo and livestock show rundown today um however i booked those flights out of new york and i also had some sponsored content that i needed to record with products that were still in new york so i was flying back there to get that work done. I also had an event that I had to attend that was in the city. So I flew back and I was there for two and a half days. Then I flew to Houston Monday afternoon and I was there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I left Thursday. And the original plan was to go back to New York, but I was having such a good time in Los Angeles. And with the beauty of having a remote job, I really wasn't taking advantage of the remote aspect of it. I really was gluing myself to my apartment. Granted, I live in one of my favorite cities in the whole world, so I really didn't want to leave. But now that it's winter there and it's gross weather and I'm just really looking for sun and and warmth, I thought, let's go back to Los Angeles. There's space for me there. I have some really wonderful friends that are allowing me to stay in their homes. And I would like to accept these offers. So I'm currently back in one of my best friend Alex's apartment recording the podcast while she's at work and I'm looking out the windows at palm trees and a bright blue sky and it's really good it's really good 
So then here I wonder, oh goodness, do I just live here for a while? I don't know, maybe. But it's not like you can really do a quick across the country. Like, let's say I only wanted to live here for six months. That's a lot of time and money to just get my shit across the country for six months, only to what, go back to New York after? I could do a storage unit moment, but the idea of not having a home address is very unsettling to me. Very, very unsettling. I do not like that. I like the idea of traveling, but I don't like the idea of not having a home base. No, 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 no. No. And... The only two places really calling me right now are New York and Los Angeles, so I don't really think I'm going to go back to Virginia, where I'm from. I don't really see myself going to Europe for this little question mark time in my life. It's just coming quick. My lease ends May 1st, and I don't know what to do. There's plenty of things to do, and I know I'll figure it out, and I'm just assessing my options. I'm just verbalizing options that I have to you. I hope this doesn't come across as me whining. I'm just a little unsettled right now. I feel a little frazzled. I'm living my best life on a trip right now. I'm on vacation a little bit. You know, I'm still working, but I feel like I'm in the vacation mood. I've been having wine with dinner more regularly. Got to go out on the beach. We were on Main Street in Venice and it was just, I don't know, it just, it was really nice here. Oh, what do I do if only my family lived on the West Coast? Because then I would definitely be in California. (sighs) I like being in driving distance of my cousin. Morgan is one of my best friends. She's like a sister to me. And I like being able to drive to hers. And I don't really see her flying out to California to see me too much. And she's very important to me. Same thing with my dad. I don't really see him flying out here to California. When I lived here, he never flew out. No knock to him, but it's just like... If history repeats itself, I probably won't be seeing my family too much unless it's on my terms and I'm the one flying back to them because I've said this before, but my entire family resides from Maine to Georgia. I mean, literally, Maine, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and then the South Carolina family is like right on the cusp of Georgia. Oh, no one's out here. No one's out here. I'm just a confused little kid. That's how it feels. It feels like I'm an adult with adult responsibilities, but because I'm not leaning one way or another, I'd love for someone to tell me what to do. I think so many people feel that way. We get in these times and we're like, I just want to be told what to do. I really do. I make decisions all day long. I would love for someone to come in and be like, this is the right thing. This is the right thing. Because when I know what I want, great, I'll go do it say less. But when I don't know what I want, I just sit here and I'm just a little stressed. I'm sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor right now thinking, oh my god, the world is my oyster. How scary is that? Or other times I sit here on the floor and I'm like, the world's my oyster. How gorgeous and beautiful and special is that? Perspective's everything, but this time of year especially, uh, I have to get health insurance for myself. I also have to pay my taxes and move there's just like a lot of work that needs to be done in the next month so that's that if any of you guys are real estate agents and you want to help me find a sexy apartment for a nice price on the upper east side please slide into my instagram dms my instagram handle is at lexi l-e-x-i-e and i would love to hear from you you could maybe save me um a lot of stress but let's talk about something fun texas Girl, why were you in Texas? Why were you going to a rodeo? 
these are the questions my family was asking me. My dad's like, I didn't know you had an interest in livestock and rodeo. I don't, dad. I just think it's funny. I think it's silly. I thought it'd be a cute little gag to go to Houston, Texas to see a rodeo because I don't know that life at all. And I just wanted to experience it. And in some ways, I felt really disrespectful when I got there because something I did not expect is that the rodeo is a very serious deal to the people in Texas. There's a San Antonio rodeo, there's a Houston rodeo. The Houston rodeo is the second largest rodeo in the world, the largest being in Wyoming. It's these people's livelihoods, which I really, I didn't really think about it to be honest, and they train them young. My God, you have men that are riding bulls, and then you have high schoolers that are scrambling calves, and then you have toddlers that are racing on sheep. I saw toddlers attach their bodies to hang on sheep as they ran. It was one of the most wild things I've ever seen in my entire life. Picture a two-year-old holding on to a sheep with a big hockey helmet on, and then they just get pummeled. It's nuts. I don't even know how it's legal. And then calf scrambling, apparently it's very difficult to do. It's like where you have to take the lasso and get it around the calf's feet, legs, hooves. Am I using the right terminology? And it, the Livestock and Rodeo show provides scholarships for kids in FFA. And it's like this could get them a future. So this random little skill is very valuable in this particular area and then you have the bull riders and the livestock show where you're walking through children and adults walking big hogs and and cows off to be sold so you'll just see like a, a wild pig just walking through passing you by and a child showing it off to see if anyone wants to buy it and I passed like a cow shower and a pig shower it's this whole world that I'm so unfamiliar with and Texas in itself, it feels like it exists back in time. A lot of what I was saying felt, I mean, a lot of what I was seeing felt 5, 10, 15, 20 years old. It felt like I was very much in the past. And then there's also a carnival going on simultaneously that's miles long to the point that they have a ski lift ride, which seems like a fun attraction, but it's also very practical because to walk from one side to the other, could take a very long time and we happened to go two days in a row and one of the days that we went was family day so it was incredibly crowded so it would have taken a very long time to walk and we did take the ski lift and then you have like a nice little view there's two or three maybe four uh ferris wheels they have rides that i've never even seen before one of my favorites was called the rave wave where it's this roller coaster that goes in a circle really fast forwards and backwards and they play EDM music the entire time and then in the middle of the ride they cover you with a tent picture like the the um tarp that you would use in PE class in elementary school where you would like lift it up all over your heads and then you'd sit on it and watch it fall and you'd be completely covered they would put one of those over top of your roller coaster seat and you would be completely covered listening to EDM music going incredibly fast. I'm like, how is this real? That was what I kept saying to myself. I just couldn't believe that what I was seeing is real. So to those of you who grew up in Houston and are familiar with this world, I feel like I finally had exposure to it at first. I mean, and then as I was vlogging it, I had no idea what I was even getting myself into. I was like, oh, this is just going to be a giggly good time. And then I ended up with really 
introspective questions wondering about the efficacy of this entire thing but simultaneously like the seriousness and and tradition behind it all and then also when it comes to eating animals it's like maybe having something that's from a local farm that you bought it from a farmer and you know it's supporting a family is better than tyson chicken fingers and there's just a lot of questions that run deep but when i post this vlog it's really just for entertainment purposes. It's really just me going to have the experience. So please, no need to shame anyone. Keep your judgments to yourself. I know everyone's super respectful. Uh, I've never, ever had a problem with my audience, ever. But I myself, I don't know how I feel about it in particular. I, I'm still wondering. But it was a very, very wild experience. And I had so much fried food. There was more than I could even understand. There was corn dogs, and it took me three or four corn dog stands to find one that was just a normal size because I really didn't want to walk around with a 12 or 16 inch long corn dog. Just wanted a normal sized one. And God, some of the corn dogs, they had like hot cheese and hot Cheetos on them or they'd be wrapped in bacon and they had deep fried cheesecake and deep fried Snickers and deep fried Twix bars and deep fried Oreos and deep fried cookie dough and deep fried... Lord knows everything. They had deep fried trace leche at the Mexican food stand. I had donuts that were cinnamon rolls. I had an actual cinnamon roll. Wow, I didn't even put that together that in one day I had both cinnamon roll donuts and a cinnamon roll. I had sweet tea. I had incredible Mexican food. I just was blown away at the sheer magnitude of the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. And then, I can't believe I didn't even mention this, I saw Gwen Stefani perform on this star-shaped moving stage. Yeah, where we were watching the rodeo show in a big stadium, then they move the stage to the middle, and it's the shape of a star, and she rotates around in a circle so everyone gets to see her, and she's adorable. I really, really enjoyed the show. I really loved it, and I got a t-shirt, I also got a cowgirl hat. I also got a bucket of chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm, a bucket. I asked if I could buy one. They are like, no, no, we only sell them by the bucket. <laughs> Welcome to Texas, baby. So silly. Anything that I'm missing that I really want to touch on? I went with John, my roommate, and one of our friends, Rachel. It was really, really fun. I had a really good time. Would be okay never going back to Houston. I think if I never went back for the rest of my life, I wouldn't blink an eye. But did I have a blast? Absolutely. So that's my life. And my birthday was really fun. Now I'm back in Los Angeles. Got back last night. And I'm here for a week. I would love to stay longer. I will say I don't know if that's going to be the case. The anniversary of my mom's passing is on March 30th. So I would like to be back with my dad and my cousin Morgan for that, just to do something to honor my mom. It's another thing. There's just a lot of dates in March in my life, March and April. It's just a lot of things. And I'm simultaneously just trying to chill in California while this all goes down. So that's a little update on my life. And I think I've been talking for quite some time. So let's get into your questions. I asked on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. I'm curious to see what you guys submitted, but first a word from today's sponsor. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had 
seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Atlexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-E. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. (laughs) Okay, we are going to start off with a question from Michael Marin, who said, advice on telling yourself doubt to choke. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Self-doubt can be proved. If you do not think you're capable of doing something, there's only one way to find out. You see what I'm saying? You gotta do it, and what? You either prove yourself right, or you prove yourself wrong. And if you do it, and then you do it again, you're only going to get better. So the best way to make it choke is to either prove it right, or prove it wrong, and then you get the experience, which will absolutely be motivating. Like the only, in my experience, real form of motivation is action. I'm motivated to do something by beginning to do it. Brittany Zero asked if I finished my Invisalign. I'm on tray 31 out of 33. So I am on the tail end and it has been one of the most wonderful experiences. I found it to be nearly painless, incredibly effective. Granted, I'm a rule follower, so I do wear it 20 to 22 hours a day. And it's made the process go by very fast. Whereas for example, in one of my appointments recently, there was a man next to me who was complaining about his teeth shifting, but he admitted to not wearing it a lot of times while he's at work or while he's at dinners that go on very long because of his work, because he doesn't feel comfortable wearing it in public. And it's like, you just have to get over that because the process will take a lot longer. But I truly have nothing but great things to say about Invisalign and my experience with it. Also, for the record, I paid for it completely myself. Not just an archive said, everyone keeps walking over me, using my kindness. How do I stop this from happening? There's a spectrum between generosity and being a pushover that lacks boundaries in communication. And when someone asks a favor of you, 
if you don't have the time or energy, that is your job to say no. That is your job to honestly just say, I don't have the time and energy for that. I'm so sorry, I can't help. That is a perfectly fine answer and that person will move on. Now, if you do have the time and energy, then also make sure that you're asking people for favors. If you're always the one giving and giving and giving, then train yourself to take as well. I don't think there's a problem in asking for help and asking for favors and people like to be generous. A lot of people walking this earth are very kind, generous, giving people. And sometimes you just need to tap into that because you feel, a lot of people feel uncomfortable asking for things and it's a really great trait. I think one of the greatest things I've learned in the recent history is how to accept a gift with gratitude. I used to be a really awkward gift receiver. I didn't, it felt like anytime someone gave me a gift, it felt like I suddenly had an obligation to owe them something. And then I had to remember, anytime I give someone a gift, I'm never expecting anything in return. If I'm shopping and something reminds me of someone and I get it for them, I'm not giving it to them so they can get me something. That's not how it goes. That's not the exchange. And when people are walking all over you, you can't blame them if you're letting them, you know? You can't blame people for walking into your yard if you don't have a fence. You can't blame people for walking into your house if you don't have the door closed. So get used to saying no and also get used to asking for favors as well. Naomi Chella said I haven't been there mentally and I lost my job. Any ideas for remote work? There's this service called HireAct. It's an app and you can it's sort of like LinkedIn where you can chat directly with the CEOs of the company and most of them are remote jobs. So I would check out HireAct. It's H-I-R-E-C-T. Rice Mariana said how to make new friends if you're an awkward person either embrace your awkwardness and by embracing it that's not by using the word awkward you know when someone's not being awkward and then they'll look at you and be like I'm so awkward that just makes things awkward so embrace your quirks and embrace your honesty and your <clears throat> choke authenticity sorry that word is just so tired um and be yourself and own it. I really think it is so hard to hate someone who's just truly being themselves. If you yourself are shy or you yourself are a little odd, I appreciate someone who just leans into it. And be social, you know, be friendly. Sarah Claire Mar asked, should I get bangs? You should absolutely get bangs, but I would say get them now because my goal is to have them grow out by summer. And because especially getting a little taste of bangs in Texas, hot weather and bangs, not good friends. Isamente asks for ways to create a more nurturing and inspiring environment, all about the good vibes and energy. First, I would say declutter. Get rid of anything that you don't think fits into this nurturing, inspiring environment because your environment is a great way to outsource your discipline. I know a lot of people in the diet world say it's a lot easier to eat zero Doritos than one, you know, so it's better to not have Doritos in the house than to have them and expect you to use your willpower. And it's like if you want to live in this nurturing, inspiring environment, things that don't belong, discard them, donate them, give them away, get rid of them in whatever that way means to you. I always feel like less is more. And then... Only bring in things that you think are going to make a positive impact and play into this environment that you want to create. I also think food is a really good way to create that environment, like having fresh fruits and veggies, 
just any sort of fresh living food in your environment is nice. I also think color or cleanliness are two really great ways to bring in that good vibe and that energy. Of course, something a little bit more on the nose like a plant, but I'm not like incredible at taking care of plants. I'm pretty average, maybe subpar. Uh, what else would I say? I feel like there's something that I would recommend that I'm not thinking about right now. But that's where we're going to end, at least at this point. T. Pori asked what my emotional support movie is. The Parent Trap. And my emotional support song, probably anything Sheryl Crow or Shania Twain. <laughs> yeah, you know how I feel like there was a big resurgence of girls being like, I was such a Beyonce, Britney Spears girl growing up. Like, where are my Shania, Cheryl girls at? And Avril Lavigne, of course. Wow, a lot of questions about my Invisalign. Fabi XG said, Invisalign, how's it going? It's going really well. Like, I'm really happy with it. Cute asked how often I smoke weed. Uh, I'd probably say like maybe three times a week. Also, this is not a recommendation. This is just me saying what I do. Laura Lovely asked how to build a wardrobe you truly love. Okay, my mom taught me this at a very young age. If you don't love it, don't buy it. If you're in a dressing room and you're like, eh, I'm on the fence about it, don't buy it. Don't. Anything that's not a hell yes is a no. And really implement that rule. That way, because of course you can go through your closet but I think it's even more important sometimes to give yourself a rule for when you're bringing things in. And you shouldn't bring anything into your home that you do not love. I mean, you should even like love your vacuum. You should love your couch. And I get, you know, like sometimes our, our ideas and our budgets don't really match up. But when it comes to wardrobe, which is specifically what you're asking about, I mean, even when I'm thrifting, even when something's really cheap and I'm like on the fence about it, don't get it. Don't get it. Malls Claire asked, how do I get people to take me more seriously in the workplace? For context, I'm a fashion intern. I would say then at work, only speak about work. I think a lot of us who are friendly and like to talk about our personal lives, it's typically a way that we bond with people. Then when we're in a work environment, we'll say how our weekend went or share personal details about ourselves. Maybe if we, I don't know, got a little too drunk over the weekend or something like that, just don't share it. Keep your work life, if you want to be taken seriously, very narrowed to work. Speak about work, ask questions about work, and also go the extra mile. Be an overachiever because then you'll get a little bit more noticed and you'll have a good reputation. You don't want to be like, you know, annoying and like a teacher's pet. I think you understand what I'm saying. There's a balance there. But I would say if you want to be taken more seriously, take yourself seriously and act seriously. Bean Banani asked, how am I genuinely? I haven't been this happy in months. Granted, I can feel stress creeping up knowing that I have real life responsibilities as I discussed in the beginning of this episode. Like, holy shit, I have a lease that's ending and I have taxes to pay and I'm over here in California living in La La Land just pretending like all is well in the world. But that's only been in the recent few days. I, I know that I will get everything done and these stresses are not going to mean much a couple months from now. But in terms of an overall umbrella feeling, I feel very content, very grateful, 
and very smiley. I've been giggly. Not everything has been so serious. Uh, it's coming up on the year anniversary of my mom and something that I really lost last year was a sense of humor. Everything was so serious. I, I was really slow on jokes last year. I wasn't catching things because everything, the only thing I could receive was sincerity. Um, anything that was playful or sarcastic, my head just wasn't in that space. Like vibrationally, I wasn't there. And I'm starting to get my giggly, stupid self back and I love her. And it's great to be serious and it's great to be organized and it's great to be an adult and it's great to be responsible. But sometimes you do want to be silly and you do want to be goofy. And this ditzy, airy, bubbly side of my personality went away a lot last year. And in a way, that was a really big learning experience because, of course, like being a ditz is, uh, you know, not necessarily something to be proud of and potentially something to be ashamed about and something that you don't want to be identified as. But now having it back, I'm like, but that's who I am. I am. And I like that. And I like to be goofy. And I like to be bubbly. And I like to be giggly. So I'm happy to have that back. And I feel very loved. I have a lot of love around me right now. And I am <sighs> grateful to feel it. Chelsea814 asks, how do I stop being so insecure about my acne? I know acne is such a downer it's such a bummer but i do want to give a word to anyone with acne anytime we see people with acne we fully understand what acne is and we've all had acne and i never once judge someone for having acne and i oftentimes maybe i'll notice it and then it just kind of goes away you know like you stop focusing on it whereas when i have acne when i have pimples and zits on my face that's all i can focus on but when someone else has acne I don't really focus on it. If I'm in a conversation, I'm not really noticing their acne. I'm thinking much more and noticing them. So keep that in mind that it's definitely the biggest deal to you and it's a very little deal to anyone around you. And trust me, people do not see your acne the way that you see your acne. A fun little question. Hannah M15 asked if I can rollerblade backwards. Funny you ask, I can. I played roller hockey growing up with all the boys and I'm a very randomly excellent rollerblader, so I can. <laughs> Hannah M15 also asked if I could take three self-care items with me on a desert island, what would they be? Self-care items, I would bring a notebook and pen, that counts as one, music as two, so like headphones and or a speaker of some sort and then self-care item number three maybe something to make myself feel pretty like mascara okay so yeah those are my three stefan i mcgongle asked how do i break up with a friend you have two options in my head the the main two are the slow burn or the direct cut you can have a conversation and say that i really don't think we're serving each other anymore and i don't think this is good for either one of us. Or you can just get busier and busier and busier until they get the hint. Creative vinning? It's like, girl, I need your confidence. You look so on top of life. Future is such a question mark for me. I think we only really need to know what the near future is looking like. Of course, when things come up like a lease or you know graduation, things like that. But even with graduation, for instance, if you're graduating this spring, you just need to figure out what you're doing this summer. You don't really need to come up with like the next year of your life. 
I really think if you can just figure out what you want to do next month, that's a really great place to start. Obviously, having long-term goals is great, but if your life is just a question mark, start making decisions for your tomorrow, for your next week, for your next month, and work from there. Molly Floyd asked if I would ever travel to New Zealand because the borders are finally open. Funny you ask, because my dad just told me that he really, really, really wants us to go to New Zealand. So maybe. I think New Zealand seems gorgeous and I would absolutely go. Molly Floyd also asked slash said, I'm happy, but I know he's not the one. What do I do? I'm only 21. Now this, a lot of people give you different answers for this. And my, one of my best friends is currently in this situation. She actually said to me yesterday, I'm happy, but he's not my person. And that's okay. As long as they're on the same page. See, as long as you know that he's not your person and you're not his person, but you guys are enjoying each other's time and company right now, that's okay. You never want to lead someone on. I think everyone deserves that, to not be led on. But I don't think you need to break up with someone just because you know you don't want to spend your life with them. Now, a lot of people disagree. Like, what's the point of dating if you're not going to have, you know, the goal of marriage or lifelong partnership? And it's like, sometimes, you know, it's just nice. And if you're happy, let that be. Marianne underscore Bryn asked, how do you cope with a negative body image? A lot of times whenever my body image gets negative, it's either right before my period or I've been treating it poorly. You know, I've been a little gluttonous, a little sluggish, maybe sleeping a lot, not really moving a lot. And it genuinely takes sometimes one or two meals of something nutritious and a little afternoon walk to suddenly look in the mirror and be like, damn, she's hot, look at her. Because <laughs> a lot of times we see ourselves through the way that we treat ourselves and less of how we are. And sometimes just like one good day can change it all, truly. <laughs> like I will be spiraling for three days being like, I'm an ogre, I'm a whale, I'm an ogre whale. And then, like I said, I'll have some salmon and vegetables and take an afternoon walk and be like, God, Bella Hadid, my sister. <laughs> Obviously being a little dramatic, but you know what I mean, hopefully. Sibilia. Polini said, I feel like I haven't found the right group of friends and it's really frustrating. Friendship is something that can be really hard to find and the best way to make a friend is to be a friend. The best way to find good people is to be there for people. You know, if you feel like, God, none of my friends are checking up on me. I've been so depressed. I have no job or I'm going through a breakup and no one's checking up on me. It's like, when was the last time you checked up on them? When was the last time you called a friend out of the blue just to be like, how are you doing? Like, really, how are you doing? And when you start doing stuff like that, when people understand that they can trust you, that they can rely on you, it's an exchange a lot of times. Like, sometimes people just need to know that they that you have their back so that they can openly be like, I absolutely have yours too. But keep trying. There's amazing, amazing people out there in this world. There really are so many amazing people just waiting to be met romantically, platonically, familially, the world is here for you. Lisa Muhlenberg, that's got to be wrong, said, where do you get your style inspo? Um, you know, I, I have like the, the girlies on Instagram that I love to follow, some like New York girlies, some Copenhagen girlies. I'm like, is there anyone in LA? 
feel like a lot more Europe and New York in terms of style and spo. What else? What else? When I was in elementary school, what the mid-20s girls were dressing like then, I've always wanted to dress like and I'm inspired by... Oh, you know what? I hate to say this, but I gotta cut y'all off. I have a friend that's coming in and I have to go get her. I love you all so much. If you like this podcast, rate it five stars. Leave a sweet little review. I love to read through them. If this was any help for you, I'm so glad to hear it. I love you all so much and I will talk to you soon. XOXO, Lexi. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.